0: Welcome to episode number 15 of the Get to Know NHGO podcast. We're thrilled to be here with you at the Millville Recording Studios of our podcast. This is Tom Baker, co-host of the show and our executive director at NHGO along with
1: Erica Cochran, director of communications and development
0: episode number 15 is all about the bio shelter and we have maddie sheinfeld here who is our garden coordinator we focused on the garden in past episodes this episode is going to be all about the bio shelter all the great work that maddie is doing and maddie welcome to the show
2: Thank you. I'm really excited to be here.
0: So Maddie, before we get to the bio-shelter itself, your career and previously Alyssa Crawford's careers are so interesting to me and to Erica. You went to school to study to do the kind of work you're doing now with NHCO. Can you tell us a little bit about your background?
2: Sure. So I have a bachelor's degree in anthropology from Middle Tennessee State University, which may not scream uh agriculture and gardening, but it really gave me a great foundation of community outreach and being involved with different community groups and being able to speak with all different kinds of people. And then I was able to go on and pursue a master's degree in food studies from Chatham University here in Pittsburgh. Uh, they have a satellite campus in Gibsonia that is a fully functional farm. So if you ever get the chance to go check it out, I highly encourage it. And that was just a great experience where I really honed my agricultural skills and was able to just totally reinforced for me how important it is to have growing spaces within communities, to be able to offer fresh produce to people that they have had a hand in creating. And even if they're not able to have a hand in creating that, just to make it so that they're able to connect with the people who are growing their food. Those things are values that I hold dear and something that I've been able to do here at NHCO. And I think BioShelter is just going to add to that. And I'm really excited.
0: And the BioShelter will be located right next to the garden that you manage in Bellevue. And I still remember about a year ago, Eric and I interviewed you for this role. And I remember just how hyper- local and how much you cared about the Bellevue Avalon area you live there you work there you serve there that meant a lot to me and I thought it was a perfect fit honestly for you to be in this role especially at this time of really big growth and development for the garden and now the bio shelter. so for our listeners listening to this podcast what is a bio shelter?
2: So a bio-shelter is essentially a greenhouse that uses the sun to create kind of an indoor ecosystem. Compared to a typical greenhouse that you might see, a company that starts plants for grocery stores or things like that, those usually rely heavily on electricity and propane to maintain that warm temperature over the summer. Whereas a bio-shelter is using biological, passive storage, and mechanical systems. So passive storage could mean we're looking at potentially building the bio-shelter into a hillside. And that earth surrounding part of the structure would create great insulation. And that's a great example of we're absorbing the sun and then we're able to retain and distribute that heat through the use of the earth so we don't need to produce more through the
1: use of fossil fuels. Maddie, how important is it to you personally to utilize renewable resources to help this bio-shelter function? Ah. I- I find it extremely important.
2: I think if you're gonna have a space where you are producing something that people are going to consume, then it's important to try and do it in a way as free from unnaturally produced chemical compounds as possible. But I also think that using sustainable technologies, not only is it going to make our bio-shelter and our garden have a positive impact on the water, the air, the soil quality of the north boroughs, but it also kind of provides a shining example of what can be done in these communities. So there's lots of communities just like Bellevue, just like Avalon, all around Pittsburgh. We have plenty of great organizations here in the city. I know on the last episode where you focused about the garden, you had the executive director of Grow Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh on. So that's like a great example of an organization. And I just want to be kind of a shining example of you can do this in your community. And this is a great way to keep a handle on your food source. I know during the pandemic, a lot of people were feeling anxious about food supply chains and grocery stores not being well stocked. So if we can offer people something to soothe those feelings of anxiety with a potential solution and something that can kind of mobilize more communities to to do this, then That would be great. That would be really exciting to me.
0: Speaking of kind of new partners and people that have been working with us, though, Mark Chachula has become a big part of our lives. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who is Mark Chachula and what is the Design Alliance?
2: Yeah. So we have actually elected to go with an architecture firm for this project, which The three of us talked about it Mm -hmm. at long length, but for the listeners, we think it was a great decision just because we only want to do this once, and we really want to do it in the best way possible, and we want the structure to have as much longevity as possible, and it seemed like the best way to do that is to involve a professional. So we reached out to several architect firms, had a very competitive Uh, process of going through proposals and contracts, and we settled on the Design Alliance, which is a firm based out of Pittsburgh. Mark Tertula is the architect who we are working with most closely, and he's been great. He's brought so many good ideas to the table. The Design Alliance has great experience in building structures that kind of prioritize sustainability, so that was kind of one of the things that piqued our interest in engaging them in the first place. But Mark's had some really awesome ideas talking about ways to retain the heat, talking about ways to integrate solar panels and solar heat systems just in case we need a little bit of backup in the depths of those Pittsburgh winters. He's taken the time to come and speak with our volunteers to actually visit during open volunteer hours and see what they would like to see, which I think is really important and impactful because many of our garden volunteers have been with us for mm-hmm. 10, seven, six years. Certainly, they've been at the garden much longer than I have, so I'm often <laughs> looking to them for perspective and kind of information about how things have functioned in the past. So, I think it's just, just really great to have an architecture firm on board that has great experience with sustainable structures and systems, and also really cares about our project and has taken the time to engage with our volunteer community and the people who are going to be using this structure most.
1: Mm-hmm. It seems like Mark is really invested in this project and he really understands what we as an organization are trying to accomplish with this project. So, we truly appreciate that about Mark and his work. Let's talk a little bit about kind of our goals for this project. Why are we even building a bio shelter? What do we want to accomplish with the bio shelter? We
2: Currently, with our garden structure, we, we have just like a standard bed system in the ground. And then we also have a high tunnel that contains raised beds and a handful of raised beds scattered here and there, as well as an orchard and an apiary. And all of those facilities allow us to produce about 5,000 pounds of produce per season, which is amazing. But we're thinking that with the addition of this bio-shelter, we may be able to grow an estimated additional 1,000 pounds of produce per season, partially because it would tremendously extend our growing season, which, because it is able to retain and distribute heat much more effectively than our high tunnel which is basically just a plastic coated metal frame we will be able to grow even more crops we currently can only grow really cold tolerant crops in the high tunnel in the winter the bio shelter will give us some space to grow crops that are a little bit less tolerant to the cold It will allow us to start things much earlier. So extending the growing season and getting a little bit more out of our garden is really one of the main goals. We also want to improve our seed starting capacity. Right now, all of the seedlings for our garden get started in my basement, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is good. You know, I can keep a close eye on them, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. it would be great to have a space that is more intentionally designed for seed starting and also is more accessible to our volunteers and our community so that we can kind of get more people engaged in that process earlier on. And hopefully also this will allow us to have nicer quality seedlings and more of them so that we can distribute them out at Pantry so that if any of our Pantry clients are interested in getting started growing a little bit of their own produce, they can do that. That's already started a little bit. I did set some kale seedlings out with instructions Mm.
1: at Pantry last night, so we'll see what Kelly says if anybody took them. What is the current growing season? You referred to the growing season a few times just now. What is that timeline. It depends on what kind of crops
2: you're looking at, but for most things, the growing season is the final frost date towards early May, early to mid-May, through the last frost date, which is usually the end of October. But there are certain crops that will tolerate a certain amount of frost, so things like radishes, peas, mustard greens. We started those things probably in like April. Time in which plants are contributing growth is mostly after the frost date and before the frost date. I would say. Realistically, we could probably say the growing season for us is like mid-March through mid-November.
0: I have actually three quick questions about how people could get to know you and get to know the garden a little bit better. One is open garden hours. So a lot of times people come with a group, but there are actually open garden hours at the garden, right?
2: Yeah. So if you want to come to the garden and volunteer or just check it out, you have a couple of options. And if you're by yourself or if you just want to come with your spouse or your child or a friend, you can go to nhco.org and look at our volunteers page and there will be a section for the garden. And you can click on our sign up link and that will take you to a page where it'll show you all of the open garden hours and you can pick which ones you want to participate in. You can leave a little note for me if there's some kind of special thing you need.
0: That's really wonderful too. You don't have to be part of a big civic organization or a corporation to come volunteer at the garden. You can just do it on your own and connect with you via that mechanism that you just explained. Another w- good way to connect with you, Maddie, you will be at the Bellevue Farmer's Market every other week and you're not just there. You have activities, you have really fun stuff for kids to do with their families.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're at the Bellevue Farmers Market every week. We said we switch out between the garden and the service coordinators, and so it will be me most weeks. We actually also have a lovely intern from Chatham University, a sustainability student, who is going to be working with us this summer, and he's going to be taking over some of the Farmers Market turns, so you'll get to see a new nice. face. <laughs> Sounds
0: good. Which it just- really is a great Farmers Market, and I know we as NHO as a whole are really happy and thankful to the Bellevue community for organizing that Farmers Market series, which we get to be a part of. The final one is... You like to speak. You're a good speaker on the topics, and I know something that you're capable of and always willing to do is speak with troops, with Boy Scout, Girl Scouts, classes. And and one of our big goals, really, is for the bio shelter at some point to be one of the most sought-after destinations for field trips. But in the interim, if a local group of kids or students wanted to connect with you or their parents to get you to speak to them about all the interesting stuff you do, how would they make that happen?
2: Yeah, so the best way to make that happen is just to email me. My email address is on the website all over the place, I believe, but it's also also mcsheinfeld at nhco.org. So if you have Boy Scout or Girl Scout troop, I went and hung out with a key club a little while ago nice. and then they, they later came, made a trip out to the volunteer at the garden. So if you want to do something like that, a multi-visit thing, that could be fun. Yeah, we're open to all kinds of things. I really just want young people to be aware at least and interested at most in <laughs> gardening and agriculture. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Well,
1: part of the bio-shelter that's going to help with that is the fact that we want to have educational workshops and we want to be able to do demonstrations and have groups come in. And that's going to be possible when the bio-shelter is mm-hmm. there. There's going to be a learning component. Can you tell us a little bit about your educational goals for the, the project? Yeah, absolutely. So one of another one of the
2: primary goals for the bio-shelter is to expand our education and outreach opportunities. Currently, we're doing some of that. Like Tom just mentioned, I go in speak with groups and groups come and volunteer. I hope that they learn plenty that way. But in addition to constructing the actual bio-shelter structure... There will be an outdoor classroom space to accompany it. So we will be able to have speakers come and have sort of an auditorium type space for people to listen to that. We'll be able to do workshops. We can do different seedling starting workshops for people who want to garden at home, or we can do different types of plant care. We have an apiary at our garden currently, and one of our beekeepers, Jimmy, loves to do nice demonstrations for our volunteers and interns. So I can see that as being something really cool to present uh, in our outdoor classroom you <laughs> So, yes, I, one of the really primary goals of the bio shelter is to have better education and outreach opportunities. To me, that is probably one of the more important goals. Improving our output, having more output is, I would say, the primary functional goal, and then education and outreach is kind of the primary community goal. So we're really looking forward to having more of that type of programming and really engaging many of our local schools. Many of whom have already been engaged with us a little bit as certain service groups have come and gone, or in high school aged interns have come and gone. Uh, so we have a good connection with many of our local schools in the North Hills, and we're really excited to offer them an opportunity to come out and spend time with us
1: in in many
2: ways.
1: (laughs) So we have been very, very lucky to have so many people help us with the funding of this project. Obviously, cost to it, um, and a lot of uh, our supporters and people who feel that the garden is a really important aspect of NHCO have been so, so generous. So right now, we're about 71% funded for the project. We're very, very close to being 100% funded. But if anyone, anyone at all wants to invest in this project or feels compelled to donate and support what Maddie is doing out in the garden, please visit nhco.org slash bioshelter and take a look at the page. There's information, there's goals, there's all kinds of things. And again, like Maddie said, you can come out and visit if you want to see the space or learn a little bit more or hear in person how this is really going to affect our output and support the client that we serve. We are so, so, so grateful for everyone who has supported us thus far and and got us this close to our goal. Absolutely. We have some
2: some amazing donors, big and small, and we're extremely grateful to all of them. We love the notion of building and rallying our community around this project. So
0: there's really, uh, really feels like there's a great deal of investment. Well, thanks, Maddie. and Congratulations. You know, this time next year, on June 8th of 2023, we will very, very likely have a bio shelter for people to come and see and spend time at. Maddie, congratulations on all of your good work with the garden. And really, thanks for being the driving force on the bio shelter. We're so proud of you and you do a great Job with NHCO. That was Maddie Sheinfeld, the garden coordinator for NHCO, here on episode number 15 of the Get to Know NHCO podcast. Erica, there's a lot going on this summer. This weekend, on Sunday night, we're having a food truck event with our friends from St. Paul's. So, this Sunday night, on June 12th, feel free to come on out uh, to St. Paul's. We'll have tons of food trucks there. It's going to be a lot of fun, and also we'll be raising uh, some funds and resources for NHCO as well. This summer, we're just about two months away from Corks for the Community. August 9th. I know that's one of your favorite events of the year, Erica, and you do an amazing job with your team putting that event together.
1: Yeah, very excited. Very excited. Narcissi Winery, uh, August 9th. Go on online if you're interested in buying tickets.
0: August 13th. The event's been around for a while, but this will be our second year organizing and coordinating the North Boroughs 5K. It starts and ends right at Greenstone Church, where our office is actually located out of. Abby Kelly, now from your team, does a wonderful job working on that event. August 13th. Uh, you don't have to be fast. Just come out and walk and run with us at the North Boroughs 5K and if you are a golfer our golf event is September 19th
1: Mike and Mary Weber board member and volunteer duo put together the golf outing for us every year and it is such a good time at Bird's Foot Golf Course so again go online if you're interested in golfing with us this year.
0: Alright way to go NHCO There's, if you ever have ideas of what should be focused on the podcast the email is just podcast at nhco.org feel free to let us know I'm just I'm ready to go down to the garden right now ready to see all the great things that maddie does with the bio shelter here in the future so many good things going on let's go let's go all right thanks everyone for tuning in to the get to know NHGO podcast we'll see you next month on our show